0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. As we approach the conclusion of Pastor Ray's powerful Overcomer series, in this special six-day message, Overcoming Weariness, Pastor addresses this all-too-common obstacle with deep revelation of its nature and practical instruction on how best to overcome it. While worldly weariness is often the result of impatience, lack of success, or simply boredom, the root causes of spiritual weariness are much more subtle and dangerous, often including improper teaching, bad influence in relationships, ignorance of the power of prayer, and even compromise to sin. The impact of this kind of weariness will always result in some loss of hope and loss of confidence in the very power of God's Word. Because whenever God is moving, the devil will always be there with his weapons of weariness to stop it. So, if the Lord's voice is getting faint and difficult to hear, with weariness and hopelessness creeping in, remember that God cares deeply about your desires, and with God, delay never means denial.
1: Really, this is what I believe it boils down to. God's people are getting very, very weary. And I think it has touched every one of our lives in some way. And weariness, if we don't deal with it, if we don't really deal with weariness, it has the possibility to reduce us to the place where we are no longer experiencing the joy and the flow and the peace and the power of the Holy Ghost that we once did. And weariness will come in many, many form, forms and fashions sometimes, uh, you know, I'm thinking of of a few people that I I know of that have been very, very disappointed because of the church they were in and leaders disappointed them at some level, or there was trouble in in the church and the, the, you know, the devil comes to shake and rattle and rock and roll and he tries to divide and he tries to discourage and people get weary because they see battles and they see they see warfare and they see sometimes what would look like God's people are losing but I'm here to tell you that if we refuse to allow weariness to get on our lives and if we refuse to allow the enemy to distort our vision and to distort our perspective what should always be a Bible perspective, um, we're going to be able to withstand these tests and trials and temptations that the enemy brings, and and really, I'm a firm believer that we are in the last of the last days, and there is an all uh, an out and out attack on God's people to try to get you weary. And try to get you to the point where you say, well, you know what? I I don't think this is worth it. I don't think that, you know, it matters. I'm just going to kick up my heels, sit back and relax. And we get off of our guard. We let our guard down. And when we let our guard down, the enemy comes in like a flood. (laughs) Hallelujah. And begins to, you know, do things in our lives or cause things in our lives. And and we, we begin to see... Our passion and our power and our anointing begin to wane. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in this house tonight? The reason why God's people are getting weary is because we're fighting our battles in the flesh and we're not fighting them in the spirit. And we have we have see what happened is that we've we've begun to fight in the spirit. But because the battle didn't end as quickly as we thought it should we put down the spiritual fight and we began to do something in the natural and we took matters into our own hands instead of holding fast our position in the spirit and keep blasting, blasting through in the spirit with spiritual weapons and not allowing our carnal nature, our, our flesh to take control. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in this house? We begun in the spirit, but we ended up in the flesh. And weariness has come because we cannot fight spiritual battles by natural means. Spiritual battles must be fought by spiritual means. So what we've done is we've put down the prayer, we've put down the word, we've put down our faith, and we've picked up things of the natural. So we'll work a little harder. We'll try to manipulate a few things. We'll try to do some things. We'll try to get our own hand involved and try to manipulate people or turn people or do, do some things in the natural thinking that we're going to get spiritual results. Thinking that we're going to get the hand of God to move when God will not move. <laughs> When we are moving in the flesh, God will not move in the spirit. We must stay moving in the spirit if we expect to have spiritual victory and spiritual gains and spiritual breakthrough. So God's people are getting weary. And that weariness has come because we have put down the spirit, picked up the flesh. And if we're not careful, you know, we can be just right. We can have all the lingo and we can have all the, you know, cliches and we have all of the right things to say. And we know exactly how to get an amen. And we know exactly how to get people to know that we are believers. We can get all the words correct and all of the expressions right. But unfortunately, what has become in most of our lives is nothing other than a mechanical exercise, and it is no longer filled with the power and the full expression of a heart who is trusting totally on Jesus. And I read through the pages of my Bible and I can see wherever God is moving, the enemy tries to move as well. Whenever God is doing something through a human, the enemy tries to and usually through other humans, to get in the way and to mess up what God is doing. But praise God, we are not unaware of the devil's schemes and the devil's devices. And we must make a decision that we're going to stand our ground and fight our battle in the spirit, refusing weariness and refusing to get the flesh involved continuing on until we knock down everything that stands in our way and we come to the other side of victory in jesus name (laughs) (laughs) weariness i I was just you know the verse that we had been teaching from he said uh, galatians and chapter 6 and verse 7, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. A man is going to reap exactly what he has sown, and it is coming back on your life, my dear brother, my dear sister, if you just refuse to give way to weariness and hold your ground for yet a little longer, because the breakthrough is near, your time of harvest, your time of increase is right before you, you are about to turn the corner in your life, and it is an enemy that is trying to hold you back, it's an enemy that's trying to mess up your harvest, and trying to steal what God has ordained for you you and mess up the work that you have done in the spirit because you're God in the flesh. And if you sow, the Bible says, to the flesh, then of the flesh you'll reap corruption. If you stop doing it in the spirit and of the spirit and by the spirit and through the spirit and you start to do it in the flesh, then of the flesh will come the reaping Of nothing but corruption. That's why we can't do and live and walk our lives in the flesh. It's time to come out of the flesh and get back into the spirit. Of the flesh, we will reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit... Will of the Spirit reap everlasting life? I refuse. I refuse. How many of you refuse here tonight to be tempted and taunted and, and, and you know, caused to be made weary? Allowing weariness to get on our lives to the point where our passion and our hotness for God begins to wane. I refuse. Do you refuse with me tonight to, to succumb to the trickery and the temptations and the devices and, the, and, and all of the things that the enemy would try to bring in our I refuse to, have, to be one who has started in the spirit and ended up in the flesh. People who are in the spirit trust God. People in the spirit pray and believe that their prayers are going to be answered. Even when it doesn't look like they're going to be answered, people of the Spirit will not compromise the Word of God. People of the Spirit will stand their ground believing that what they have asked God for, they will receive. I refuse to compromise my faith walk. Well, I refuse to give in. If I'm believing for something, I'm going to stand my ground until I get exactly what I am believing God for and nothing less. Too many of God's people have compromised because weariness has set in and we began in the spirit, but we ended up back in the flesh, taking matters into our own hands. I've just been seeking God. Why are so many of God's people compromising? Why are so many of God's people who love Jesus? I'm tired of hearing that now. now I don't want to get in your case, but I got to go with the Holy Ghost. I'm tired of hearing about our young people who are giving themselves over to sexual relationships, living together with people. And some of these people that they're hooking themselves up with, you know, are really a lot to be, they're a lot to be desired. Why is it getting so quiet in here? Don't get quiet on me. I'm tired of of watching our young people Just flippantly go into sin and sinful relationships and think somehow that it is okay and it is wrong for us to say it's okay. Uh, We have to love the sinner but hate the sin. Because they're, you see, they began loving Jesus and trusting Jesus and believing that God would bring them a mate and, and, and they were taught that and they believed that, but because weariness set in because the mate wasn't coming. The relationship wasn't there. Loneliness was getting a, a bigger hold on them. And the enemy knows when you're in that condition and in that position, all of a sudden, he'll send some Casanova your way. He'll send the right person. And I'm going to tell you, say, well, they say, Pastor, how do you know that that's not, he's, he's not the right person for me? Because they do not honor God. They do not love God they do not profess God being the savior of their lives. They do not profess a relationship with Jesus Christ. And here is the topping on the cake. They led you into sexual relationships outside of marriage, so therefore they cannot be of God. Tired of seeing our young people being hoodwinked into this. And don't think, you know, Moms, dads, don't think, you know, don't, don't flippantly just pass it off. You must teach your children to walk in the spirit and not succumb to the flesh. Walk in the spirit and not give into the flesh. Oh, man, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but praise God, I think. <clears throat> so many of us have, you know, trusting God and believing God for, I'm tired, I just am tired of seeing God's people trusting Him and believing Him, even for our natural things. And because it's not coming on our timetable, and our time frame, that we're willing to make compromises and make moves in our lives that will forever change the course and the direction of our lives. Because we knew that God was leading us in a direction. We knew what God had spoken to our hearts. We knew what God, what we wanted and what we knew God wanted and we got God's word on it. But because it wasn't happening in the time frame that we had because maybe we've had to walk through some adversity or some challenge or a difficult season or a trying time or a time of testing, we backed off and we took matters back into our own hands and we made choices and made decisions that were not of God, that were made in our own brain, and our own thinking, and our own mind, something we conjured up, thinking that this would satisfy us and we changed the whole course and the direction of our lives and now instead of us going this, way we're going this way because we went in the way of the flesh and not in the way of the spirit that's why I say in this house if you know that you know that you know that God has spoken to your heart then you hold fast your position and hold your ground and don't you move one way or the other. Don't try to, don't try to work out the things of God by the flesh because you're only going to get your you're only going to get yourself in trouble. You look through the pages of the Bible and you see holy men of God that got the message of God, got the direction of God, got the purpose of God, got the plan of God. But because they were impatient or because they let their humanity get involved, they did things of the flesh and in the flesh and through the flesh, and they made a mess think about a man named Abraham Ishmael was not of God he was given a promise he was told that he would be the father of many nations and that he and his wife Sarah would bring forth a child but he took matters in his own hands and he slept with his maidservant And what was born was Ishmael, and we don't have time to get into it, but all the trouble in the world today started with that one mistake called Ishmael. Why? Because he took matters into his own hands. He started in the spirit, but he ended up in the flesh. This is why God's people are getting weary. Because we're not happy just holding our ground. We're not happy just every day getting in the spirit saying, God, I can't fight this battle. Lord, in the natural, it seems impossible, but today I just connect with you once again. I just look upward today. I lift up my voice. I lift up my hands. I lift up my eyes. I refuse to look at what I see. I worship you and honor you and praise you and glorify you and exalt your name. I know it will be exactly the way that you said it would be. I know, master, that you're working in my behalf. I can't figure it out. I don't have the strength anymore. But right now, I just hook up to heaven. And I thank you for a refreshing and a restrengthening. I thank you that your word says that you give power to the faint. That you increase the strength of those who have lost their might. I thank you that you exchange my weakness for your strength. And today I have power and strength and anointing enough to get through this day and to get through this challenge. Today, Jesus, I purpose to walk in the spirit and not succumb to the flesh. Ooh, glory to God. And then you see, you walk into your calamity. And everything is screaming at you, nipping at your heels, trying to pull you down. Everything is... Everything is just trying to suck you up and suck the life out of you. And you see, because you're hooked up to heaven. You just rise above it. And you walk with peace in the midst of the storm. The reason why Jesus was able to be in the boat... When it was flipping and flopping and being tossed and lightning flashing and thunder crashing, and Jesus was asleep on a pillow in the back of the boat. I tell you what, he was teaching us a lesson. He knew who he was. He knew the authority he has. <laughs> Those that are around him were all freaking out. We're gonna drown. Don't you care, Jesus? Don't you get that? Sounds like a lot of believers we have. Don't you care, Jesus? I'm going down. Don't you care? I'm going. I'm drowning. Don't you care? The boat's going to go down. It's going to go down. I'm going down, Jesus. I'm going down. I'm going down. Jesus gets up. First of all, rebukes the wind and then rebukes them. Jesus rebukes everything that's ungodly. So he stands up and he rebukes them and he says, "You have a little faith. Be not afraid. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of tonight? What are you afraid of? You're afraid of being alone for the rest of your life." Are you afraid of being poor? Are you afraid of being broke? If fear has gripped your heart and you don't deal with it, weariness is going to set in and weariness will chew you up and spit you out and bring you to discouragement and ultimately a compromise in your life. What is it that you're afraid of tonight? What is it? Jesus said, Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. What are you worried about? Be not afraid. I'm right here in the midst of the storm with you. And you you need to know who you are. And you need to rise up in my name and take authority over this thing and stay in the Spirit. That's why the Bible tells us that walk in the Spirit, and you'll not gratify the lusts of the flesh. And those lusts of the flesh aren't just sexual things. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. This is, this is the only cure to weariness in our lives, is to learn to walk in the Spirit. I give you a verse tonight. I've given you verses, but let me give you this verse. And I was just meditating on it. verse we all know. You can write it down or you can look at it with me. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, and verse 28. And Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We need to go to Jesus. We need to go back to the simplicity of the relationship with Jesus. Too many of us have made this walk with God too darn complicated, too complex. We've made it so difficult for ourselves, and we've made it difficult for others. It's a simple, 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 simple walk. It's a relationship, it's a living, breathing, growing, developing relationship with a loving God who bids us come, who invites us to come to Him. The we that are heavy and burdened and overwhelmed, He says, Come to me and I will give you rest. Reason why we're wearied reason why we're weary is because we're not walking in the rest of jesus he said take my yoke upon you and of course the question comes whose yoke are you you bearing because if you have jesus's yoke he teaches us something here about his yoke he said take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light So if our lives are not easy and the burden light, then we've got the wrong yoke. We're carrying the wrong yoke. We're yoked with something that is not of God. And I'll tell you what we're yoked with. Our own worries, our own concerns, our own wants and desires, they become a yoke around our neck. And I'm going to tell you something. One of the things that I'm learning the more I'm growing in God and the older I'm getting is the more you learn to relax in God and enjoy the presence of God first and putting everything else second, career, money, things, all the things that the devil would love for you to worry about are all the things that should be secondary in your life. And the first thing in your life ought to be learning how to sit at the feet of Jesus. When we learn to sit at the feet of Jesus and be restored by the Spirit of God and continue to walk in the Spirit, I going to tell you what, it's going to make work a lot easier. It's going to make life a lot easier. It's going to make our burdens light. The yoke is going to be easy. We're going to get a lot more done. There's going to be a lot more progress. There's going to be a much bigger breakthroughs because our flesh is not involved in the reason why God's people are wearied is because we began in the flesh, in the Spirit, but we ended up in the flesh because we took it upon ourselves. Stop your worrying. Stop trying to figure out your own life. Stop it right now. Turn your faith to Jesus. Put your trust in Him. Do the Word of God. Do what you know to do. Trust Him with all of your heart, and see how your life will turn out right where it needs to be. Jesus will guide you every step of the way. I refuse to get weary. If things aren't working the way I think they should work, then the heck with them. Then maybe that's just not the way they're supposed to go, and I I will be happy and settled with that. In Jesus' name, can someone give me a better amen than that? That is just not the way it's supposed to go. Amen? Trusting Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, blessed be the name of Jesus. Go to Jesus. Relax at his feet.